Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, looking for my good buddy, Seth Robinson. Seth. I'm here. I know you're probably surprised. I feel like you've been looking for me all week, and I've been busy. I haven't been able to reply to you very much. Well, that's okay. I've been basking in the glow of my Red Sox World Series win Mm. all week, so, you know, (laughs) (laughs) takes the edge off not getting to talk to you as much, but uh, yeah. Um, but yes, good sports week again here in, uh, in Boston. So, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty nice. And, uh, I mean, the, the Boston wins just keep on coming. The whole country celebrates with you, as I'm sure, you know, (laughs) no, they all hate us, but it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. It was, this was a good team. I'm really, they're young. They're like average age is 25, I think. So, and we just resigned the two one the number one and number two pitchers for next year so could win again next year you never know we'll see yes 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 so you doing well yeah i'm doing all right um like i said it's just been a little bit busy uh but i'm not the only one that's been busy uh we've got another guest with us today our executive vice president of membership uh, is is with us, Nancy Hammervick, and she's been traveling a lot. There was our AmiaCon uh, over in London, and then most recently she was in Las Vegas for the year-end planning meeting with a lot of our senior volunteer leaders, and we wanted to hear a little bit about that. So, Nancy, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Seth, and hi, Carolyn, and congratulations on your win there. And as a New Yorker, New Yorker, <laughs> as a New Yorker, I'll say not the whole country is celebrating with you, but certainly the Met fans in New York. Maybe not the Yankee fans, but yeah, I think that's probably true. Good on you, and we'll challenge you next year. Of course, every year it was it was always hotly contested. Yeah, so good to talk to you guys. Great to have you. So where should we begin here, um, Nance? You've been all over the place, busy. Um, I think maybe we want to focus a little bit on some of the things that you just did recently in Vegas or outside of Vegas, I think it was, uh, for our year-end planning for membership in our communities and our councils. And um, talk a little bit about, you said it was one of the most energized year-end planning uh, events that you've been to, or if not the most. And uh, so talk a little bit about what was going on there. Yeah, we are all feeling really good coming off of that meeting. So typically every year um, by the end of October, we gather our senior member leadership together one place at one time to kind of talk about the accomplishments that we've had over the past year as we work on initiatives for our members and the industry, and then to really strategize on what we want to do next year. So this involves our CEB, and that's all the chairs and vice chairs of our member communities, our council leadership, and that's the folk that are in the drone, IoT, smart city, Business Application SAS and the Channel Advisory Board, as well as the Executive Council of CompTIA AITP that works with the IT pros. So we bring all of those member leadership together. And uh, as a group, we share, you know, some of our uh, hopes and dreams and what we want to accomplish for the industry next year. And then they go out into breakout meetings and specifically work on some of the projects and initiatives that they want to undertake to move the needle forward um, in their market space. And we had record attendance with uh, probably about 80 of our 90 senior leadership uh, turning up. And 
just a great high level energy meeting where folks are really excited. And I think that they're inspired and fueled by um, all the great energy that's out in the marketplace and all the changes that we're experiencing. And rather than feeling overwhelmed by it, this group's really working together to kind of harness the opportunity and see where CompTIA can add value, where they can add value as member groups. And they came up with some great strategies, some out-of-the-box thinking and uh, good plans for next year. So, Nancy, we've talked a lot on the podcast and we've talked with you here at CompTIA uh, about some of the transitions that are happening in the IT industry. And I know that all the people that you just described coming together represent a pretty broad cross-section. So maybe that would be a good place to kind of start talking about the strategies going into next year is, you know, what is the shift that's happening? How is that happening within our member communities? You know, what groups do we have there? And um, how are they starting to come together in new ways or find some of these new opportunities that exist out in the technology landscape? Yeah. So last year, we started this movement towards expanding our definition of membership and being more inclusive of a lot of the new players and alternative business models uh, out in the ecosystem. So um, we started reaching out to the folks that were building the, you know, specifically in the software space, but business applications and the SaaS folks and drones that are providing business solutions and IoT smart cities, um, IoT being a real standout leader in the emerging tech space. And we've brought these companies in. And I have to say that they are integrating really well with our legacy members. And what I see happening inside CompTIA membership is what I'll say where infrastructure meets application. But the neat thing is, as we've had some successes last year bringing in these new companies and alternative business models, they are working so well together and each finding their own space where it's relevant for them and their businesses. And moving into next year, what we were hearing out of this specific meeting was, both are very much focused on the customer experience. And, you know, we've been in our industry a long time and we've seen where the vendor takes the lead or where the solution provider might be the key influencer, but everybody was understanding that it's the customer now and that customer journey that we all want to kind of zone in on. And so there was a very keen focus on the buyer's journey, the buyer's need, and rather than selling technology and product, it's really bringing solutions to the marketplace. And I was so gratified to hear that coming from all of our members, because if we start in that place, we're going to have a really strong impact on the industry next year. Our goal as the Industry Trade Association is to drive the adoption of technology. And with emerging technologies coming at us so fast, it's so interesting. Every time, you know, we bring a new emerging technology into the market, they can marry with the next one and kind of create infinite amount of solutions and possibilities, right? So it's... um, really neat to see uh, what that opportunity is, but we're not seeing the adoption of it from the customer perspective as fast as we would like. And so we have this responsibility as an an association to kind of remove the logs in the log jam and kind of disperse the obstacles that might be and really help to drive the adoption of this technology. So we're expanding our reach into the market and our definition of membership to any business that's involved in the building, selling, or influencing the adoption of technology. And very few companies are doing it all. 
And so they need partners, they need to work in an ecosystem. And what we're seeing is an opportunity for our membership is for those legacy infrastructure folks to meet the application folks. And interestingly enough, um, as we get into more emerging technology solutions and customer-based needs, there's a greater need for hardware. There's a great need for security, right? So our legacy players that maybe they don't see it in for them, in the cards for them, that they'll expand into an emerging technology or expand on their line card. But they absolutely have increased opportunity providing the infrastructure and the security you know, that's needed to deploy some of these emerging solutions. So watching these different models come together and, and interact and see opportunities together was really uh, exciting and inspiring for me as well. No, that's great to hear, Nancy, because, um, you know, Seth and I did uh, a podcast, one of our volleys on my recent uh, State of the Channel report. And uh, one of the sections that we focused on in that report was about this marrying between the traditional partner and the non-traditional partner, for lack of better terminology. Um, and one of the things that we are seeing, and you and I have actually spoken about this before, is uh, there are, when we asked, are you partnering, a, a pretty high percentage of the, the traditional solution providers who took this survey said, yes, we are at least occasionally partnering. Rather than seeing these new people as competitors, they're realizing that they are a nice complement to their infrastructure business than working with an application-specific type of partner uh, together. Um, build strength in numbers, first of all, it helps overcome the, the, the skills gap and, and the issue around retraining your existing employees. And we saw this in, in my data, it shows this in high numbers, and I was really encouraged to see that. And one of the, we asked, like, what are the general benefits of partnering with a non-traditional type of player who doesn't even identify as a quote-unquote channel person, but really is, could be anyone from one of these SaaS players to a, an accounting firm that happens to, you know, refer or resell the software that it uses within its own organization. And we found that, you know, one of the benefits that almost half of the people said of these type of arrangements was being able to fill a skills gap between a legacy infrastructure player with a newer, more application-specific type of player. So it's definitely a trend. And I think when we are out in the marketplace, I try to encourage, don't see these new, new this new group as a competition, see them as a potential partner that'll help you look bigger than you are and fill those skills gaps. Absolutely. And it was so awesome to see it unfolding uh, real time right in front of us as yeah, we brought cool. all the uh, different groups together. And it's interesting, you touched on something, Carolyn, that I wanted to mention, you know, you and I and Seth, we've been in the channel for a really long time, right? And everybody's kind of always predicting the demise or um, questioning the relevance of the channel. And even as we started moving faster into a cloud-based world and a SaaS-based world, you know, we're kind of questioning, is the channel strength still there? To the point where we were wondering as an organization and even from a membership perspective, do we keep using the nomenclature of channel, mm -hmm. right? And so we had a lot of these folks come to ChannelCon and... They loved the experience. They're looking for um, 
the traditional uh, or legacy channel players, as you say, to help them scale, to get to market. They're looking for go-to-market strategies. So we got feedback from them that this event was awesome. We love the content, we love the education, we love the research, but what is this channel that you speak of? What is channel con? Like, you know, channel right. is not something that they're familiar with. So we started thinking like, maybe we need to migrate away from that. But we talked about that a little bit at the year-end planning meeting and what we want to do is just bring this channel, this powerful channel that's been around for quite some time and has stood the test of time and challenges before and they continue well to do that. We want to bring this channel to the new players and the emerging technologies. They need a channel. The way the routes to market may be changing, but um, everybody needs an indirect channel. And as much as we want to provide opportunity for the traditional player that can provide the infrastructure and the managed services after the solution is identified and deployed, these folks on that side need our traditional players and they're sharing the reason why they're coming to ChannelCon and getting involved in our councils and communities and all is because they are looking for routes to market and they are um, looking to scale and they understand that the channel, maybe they didn't know that's what it was called, but they're looking for those folks, those third party folks that are the trusted advisors that are working with the small and medium and even enterprise companies that they want to sell into and they understand that they need that relationship. So it's really interesting to be the broker for that for both sets. And then I'm also finding, you know, we have some players that maybe they won't engage so much in emerging technologies. Maybe they won't partner so much. It might depend on where they are in the life cycle of their business, but they're passionate about technology. And one of our members, Douglas Spotted Eagle, he runs a significant drone business out of Vegas called Sundance Media. And he brought his mobile command center to the meeting, had it parked out in the parking lot of the resort. And all of our members were out there just fascinated by the technology and just glad to be part of this industry that's solving some significant problems and bringing solutions to needs um, through these emerging technologies. And they may never get involved in the drone space, but a rising tide floats all boats. Um, they're thrilled to be part of an industry that's now pervasive, right, in every vertical market and, uh, you know, just happy to be a part of it. So it was, uh, uh, you know, like I said, very high energy uh exhilarating kind of meeting. Nancy, how do you say that relates to the the speed or the dynamics in the industry? Because I think when we're talking about the industry, we, we like to have this impression that things are moving really fast and things are changing really dramatically. But I think the more you look at it, and especially over these past few years, as we've had some of these major changes with cloud, like you mentioned, there's this tendency to think that emerging tech is going to keep coming as fast as something like cloud did, but it almost feels like maybe it won't. You know, maybe as as quickly as some things may be changing, other parts aren't changing very fast at all, and that's okay because there's still a great demand for those things. So, do you feel like you're getting a good sense for you know the the real amount of change that's out there and not the amount that we might try to hype? Yeah, that's a really good question, Seth. I would say that the technology is coming at us fast and furious. And like I said, you know, as we keep coming out with these different emerging technologies, when you start to combine the power of their solutions, there's just an infinite amount of, you know, tech solutions that we can provide. So I think the technology is coming at us fast and furious, but 
where the adoption of it is coming at a slower and steadier pace. And that's where the channel comes in and that's where CompTIA comes in. And that is going to be the premise of our focus next year is that we can help our members sort through all the hype help them communicate to their customers. And this is where we really need to rely on the channel and maybe an area that they have to get a little bit better at. And we hope to provide them the tools and the resources to do that. But they have to become business consultants now. And, you know, people just, uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. They don't know what they don't know. And if we're not bringing these solutions to them, the adoption of it's going to stall or take a lot longer than it needs to. So that's our focus next year is to equip our members with the knowledge of these solutions, what they can do. We want to focus a lot on case studies and best use application and share examples, you know, with our members of how the technology is getting deployed so they can bring the ideas and the opportunities to their customers and that we empower them to partner with the right folk or to grow their businesses in the direction they need to, to deliver those technologies. But while we're living in a world of, um, hype and buzzwords, right? Like SaaS and IoT and VR and blockchain and all. Um, they're not real yet. Um, you know, especially when you look at small and uh, mid-sized company, maybe they're being adopted at a greater level in the enterprise, but we want to bring that down um, all the way into small business. Uh, everybody can be more competitive, more effective, more efficient, leveraging some of these technologies. And we hope to speed up the pace on which they're being adopted. I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Uh, when I've talked about emerging technology and and we've done the research on it, I've always tried to drive this definition or this um, distinction between what is theoretically possible and what is practically achievable. Uh, because mm. there's yeah. all this theory out there and people can say, you know, here's something that I did in the lab and there are people experimenting with things, but what's actually in production, uh, it might not be as much. And certainly when you get into that SMB space, the picture changes a lot and uh, they need it to be more productized. And there are obviously a whole lot more small and medium businesses than there are these large enterprises that are doing some of these experiments. And so I think bringing some level set or reality check to that is a really good thing. Yeah. Um, and absolutely, that's a really good point. You know, it may be getting adopted at the enterprise level, but with the lion's share of the opportunity sitting in the small and mid-market, we have a lot of work to do. One of the things I found though with my recent study is that the number one reason to get into a vertical market if you're a partner and the number one reason to start uh, integrating emerging tech into your portfolio was customer demand. Mm. Um, I, I found that interesting. And I think what I think what's happening here is not that customers are particularly savvy about any of these emerging techs or even using any of them yet, but the, a lot of emerging tech is in the consumer. You, you you see a commercial on TV about it. You can't, you know, you, you know, a Watson commercial or something about blockchain. And so it kind of triggers their mind. Like there's something cool going on out here. I don't know what it is, um, but I just saw this cool commercial while I was watching the football game or whatever. And I'm going to talk to my 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 technology provider about it. Right. Like, why aren't we doing this blockchain thing, or should we be doing this blockchain thing? And so, to your point, Nancy. We need to have our, you know, the folks who are our channel companies, they need to be well positioned to answer that question when they're asked. 
um, which means getting educated themselves and being able to, you know, be knowledgeable about these different solutions. Exactly, exactly. And uh, all of the councils and communities were talking about how can we, as players in the market um, that are walking the walk out there and not just talking the talk, we know um, what's being asked of us and how can we equip our peers and the market, you know, with what's needed to stay relevant and to drive the adoption. Yep. Well, uh, wow. It sounds like you've been busy and it sounds like our whole membership community is really on point, which is great. It's good to hear. Would love to talk to you again next year yep. and see how things are going. Yeah, and, and we'll, see we'll, how we did. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you don't mind, I wanted to share just one last thing before we leave. We had a little bit of a theme about always expanding, right? CompTIA, you know, we want to be the leaders and the headlights of the industry on the progressive edge. So we always have to be expanding and bringing in these new technologies and players. But we talked about always expanding in all ways, right? So we also talked about changing how we communicate and how we engage with the industry. And the market is just full of emails and webinars that are all kind of becoming a little bit like white noise. And we challenged our members to think about new communication platforms and new ways to engage and using some of these emerging technologies and platforms ourselves. And so it was really exciting to hear them talking about working with influencers, social media influencers that have big followings and bringing them into our fold to help us get this message across and to work more with social media platforms and doing Instagram Live. And uh, they were talking a lot about using YouTube and having channels and, um, you know, sharing, creating some kind of a channel with all these best case and use studies and all. So our members can also look for us to be engaging with them in non-traditional communication channels, which is going to be really exciting. Yeah, and that's a fantastic lead-in to reminding all of the people that listen to Volley that we are just one podcast of many that CompTIA produces. If you go to CompTIA.org and look for podcasts, there's a landing page that lists out, I think we're up to six or seven or eight different podcasts now focusing on emerging tech or women in technology or some of the things that are happening in these councils that you met with, Nancy. Uh, so please, we'd invite everyone to check those out. Yeah, please. We learned from the younger set in our membership that they're um, two destination resources for industry insight are podcasts and YouTube. So we all um, got to get hip and cool and start following those channels. Definitely. Thank you so much, Nancy, for joining. Again, we'll do a uh, we'll we'll catch up with you again in 2019 and uh, see how things are going in our fast moving industry. But again, always awesome to talk to you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Take care, guys. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Bye.